cracking lovely people welcome back to the big feed up hq podcast the podcast about nutrition movement outdoor experiences i'm your host as always matt gardner and in this episode you're going to hear a conversation with jamie lau now jamie's actually the most popular guest i've ever had on this show we've recorded two episodes together so far And you can find both in the show notes or if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you're listening, just scroll down and you can find them. Jamie is a dad, a personal trainer, founder of the Training Lab. He's also an online coach. I'll leave all the details for him in the show notes. I'm really looking forward to having another conversation with him. As always, the podcast is supported by 33 Fuel. Now 33 Fuel are still trading, they're still delivering and they produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products, lovely people. Protein powders, energy bars, protein bars, chia seed energy gels, all for your endurance exercise, for your snacks, they're all whole food based. And my favourite product at the moment is their ultimate daily greens powder, really simple You take a teaspoon, you mix it with whatever liquid you like, milk, water, etc. Put it in your smoothies. It's all about small variable benefits. So if you want to check out their products, the link to their website, again, is in the show notes. And you can get 10% off your first order by using Matt10 at checkout. Now, before we get into the show, I hope this finds you well. I hope you're managing to get a little bit of sunlight on the face once a day. And I hope I can bring you value, continue to bring you value from this show. I'm very lucky to be able to continue it. And I'm getting more guests on than ever because obviously people are a lot more available to have conversations. So thank you for listening and please enjoy my conversation with Jamie. Jamie, welcome back to the show, mate. Hello, very nice to be here. Thanks for having me. So where are you, mate, in this current climate on lockdown? How are things going? What's new with you? Yeah, so I'm currently in Ballam. Um, we've got uh, two boys in the house. I moved also one of my close mates in um, just because it made sense for us as a family. Uh, we've been isolating now, uh, I guess, five, six days or so, uh, at least a little more aggressively following government guidelines um, and yeah it's been challenging um, for lots of reasons um, but we are kind of taking day by day um, and taking stock as we go along. Cool mate and before we recorded we we're having a conversation about how even though everyone's interacting virtually obviously I'm quite lucky I can still continue to crack the pod but it's important to keep some things consistent like I got on the call you made the coffee It's almost like we're having a coffee and chatting even though we're not in person. It'd be good to kind of like unpick that and uh, chat a bit about that for the listeners. Yeah, I think, you know, we want to try and be as practical as possible. Like we can't be next to each other. We can't, you know, have human contact. But I think there's lots of small things we can put in place, just like you said, that will like help get that feeling, you know. And this is a bit more of like a organised thing that we prepared for with time. But I did deliberately wait to be like, I really enjoy my coffee. I know Matt does. And it's something that even though we're not doing together, we've kind of made time to do. Uh, and I think for anyone now, like there's lots of things like house party and Zoom and everyone's FaceTiming to try and get that. Um, and we don't really know how to do that. You know, we haven't been taught how to FaceTime each other. Whereas before writing a letter, 
you've got to run it like this, you've got to put the address in, you've got to wait, it's going to like, we actually haven't taught our cultures through multiple generations. So we're talking to kids and grandchildren as well as people who are older and younger. But what we do know how to do is greet each other. So we need to just go back to those roots, you know, tell your mum before you're going to FaceTime her, uh, let's put the kettle on, let's make some tea. So you both kind of sit there and you both share something and you both have a bit of a focal point um, and actually make that time for that person, you know, um, make sure you set aside time, make sure you're happy right now. I did like some writing with the boys this morning um, and we did some Lego, we're doing the Lego challenge and now I'm like, I'll film on for there so I can have time and uh, focus on myself a bit as well as my business, as well as um, trying to create some content, I guess. So mate, you've clearly got a lot of things going on. It'd be good in the show to unpack obviously what you're doing from a virtual personal training and coaching side of things in a minute. Obviously, you know, being, being a dad, having a partner, also having a friend that's staying with you, are you someone that likes to, when everyone's in bed, sit down, write things down, plan, or do you like to get up in the morning when the house is kind of quiet? Um, I know you've got a dog, so it might not be necessarily quiet, but um, how do you how do you get ahead of things? Are you a pen to paper man, or do you put things on your iPhone, or do you have, like last time I came over, you got this whiteboard going? Yeah, so awesome like, question in general. To be honest, I've had to flip, as of literally yesterday, I had to flip everything upside down. Um, I'm not a natural morning person, but then since I became a dad, you know, the school run became uh, a very normal part of routine and having to figure that out. Um, and then I generally like to unwind in the evening, but I do plan for the next day then. But at this point in time, that's kind of my, all my creative flow is done by the evening. And having spoken to some friends who are working from home a lot, I think they find it very difficult to differentiate. You know, they can't go to the gym, they can't go out so much, they don't get a commute, and a lot of the time their commute is actually there, unwind to actually then focus back on home and re-energize and cook dinner. But without that kind of separation, it's really difficult to figure out your blocks of time. Um, so actually, I spent I got up at five-ish this morning whilst the house was quiet and you know no one was awake and actually spent some time to try and think of a new routine. Um, that might work for our current situation that is both flexible but also realistic um, and yeah I think it's something that I think we all have to reevaluate re all the time um, and not being able to you know do our normal things have our normal vices we have to find new things um, or new vices and that could be listening to music that could be listening to a podcast that could be playing an instrument that could be you know the housemate that has just moved in um, he's learning a new language like all of those things will just help us you know, give some time for ourselves and then we can be better to kind of be a good parent, be a good partner, be a good friend, be a good housemate. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's just, uh, it sounds simple, but maybe not a lot of us are doing it yet. Now we've, we're trying to onboard this new working from home, a lot of people remote with their calls and Skype and FaceTime and all that, but then have you actually thought about how it's impacted your day? You know, most people that are listening to this that are used to commuting through London, like you said, you've got that hour either side. Um, yeah. And I just try to devote it to usually between eight and nine. I'm traveling. You know, it's not possible for everyone, but I try and get out on feet now at that time, get a bit of sunlight. And then that's my time where I am kind of on my own. Like, yeah, Brani comes with me, which is great um, on some days. But you can kind of think about uh, the day ahead and things like that. And it doesn't have to involve fizz, but maybe it is taking a bit of time. And if you're not a morning person doing it at night, um, and if you if you like to chill at night and then get up in the morning like you do, mate, then I think it's uh, just figure it out. You know, it's trial and error. I'm sure uh, people listening to this, you know, Jamie sounds like he's got his shit together, but it isn't necessarily 
it's not you know it's not the finished product but the good thing i like about you mate is that you uh you know you will plan you'll put a lot of effort into things um but then you'll realize sometimes that actually you know what this isn't working cut the losses screw out the bit of paper throw it yeah. over and let's start yeah. again well that's exactly it so yesterday i just said this to, before the call site yesterday was a real tough day for me and like the family as a whole um and yeah it's easy to kind of sit here and like sound all like meta about it and kind of understand what's going on but i think it's more about knowing you know the things that you can control knowing what you can't at this point it's very very difficult because there's so many unknowns um and that's the things that are hard and that's why i think lots of like you know self-help type advice is very much based on the morning and very much based on your own processes because those are the things you can change you can wake up one time you can make your bed so it's a big military one where everyone says you make your bed in the morning you do your first thing correctly you've kind of started the day well um, and if that's something that it works for you, then great. And I think that's the biggest difference. I think, you know, Matt and I have big history at university together. The more we've learned over time, um, the more we understand that actually it doesn't matter how many tools you have. It's just what works for the person and what makes sense for them now. And right now, now is so different. So just because it worked for you before doesn't mean it's going to work now. So don't put all your energy into being like, oh, but when I got home and I saw my partner, we used to just have the best night ever. And you can't rely on that anymore because A, you might not have it, and B, it might not be the thing that stimulates you. You might need something else to make that better. Uh, and I think that's what's really challenging at this point because lots of things that we used to be able to do, whether it be go and have a pint with a friend or go for a you know gym session or you know go to see family, right? Those things that give us our resets, like you know we're missing. So we have to look inside for those. And I do think we need to stimulate ourselves with doing something quote-unquote new. I think that is important to have a separate project because it needs to just take our minds off a few things for a second and just stimulate our creative side. And I do think, you know, journaling is something that I've gone on and off with. Um, I use the five-minute journal as an app. Um, and it's just about, you know, things that you're grateful for, things that you want to try and think about today and what kind of person you're going to try and be. It genuinely takes five minutes. And you're supposed to do it in the morning at the end of the day. And I've become a lot more diligent at doing that um, in the past couple of weeks um, because it definitely, you know, your mindset is something you can control, you know. So I think um, doing that is a big um, benefit. Mm. Yeah, I heard it, like, circling back to, like you said there, the, the simple things. I heard a great quote on the Supporting Champions podcast with James Cracknell, and he said that uh, one of his friends who went on the Lions tour, he was name-dropping, Back in, uh, I think the tour they went to Australia, he said Paul O'Connell was the captain. And he said, right, boys, you know, we're going to be the best at the things that take no natural talent. And I decided, yeah. I love that little quote, you know, he's yeah. like, you're going to turn up on time. Yeah. You're, you're going you're gonna to eat well. Obviously, yeah. people listening to this, they take skill around cooking, balancing meals. Yes, you know, before people contact me to be like, actually, you know, eating well it, it is, it is a skill you have to hone. But not necessarily in some cases but i just think that you know that is is something to be aware of and hopefully that quote resonates with you and i and i listened to that yesterday morning and i thought you know what like you said there jamie there's things we can control timings through the day making sure i'm not picking up my phone absent-mindedly you know getting out and, and walking and getting some more steps because usually i'm in an office in london all that kind of stuff so but then moving forward i think a new skill learning something new is interesting too because like you said you can take it and you can own it and then you yeah. get a bit more control back because a lot of things have been taken away from us. So, um, mate, with that in mind, and obviously you're a coach and 
people people pay you for your for your professional experience around uh fitness around um movement screening things like that um what's what's happening that end with the with the training lab yeah so it's been really challenging so yeah a bit of background um i personal train out of a studio right by the gherkin i have been there for i think two three years now um i've worked in, I've worked in all you know walks pro sport um uh, big rugby background um i do some stuff remotely online with people um, but generally, like you know, as Matt says, we're coaches, so we just try and help people. You know, that's our job. So wherever we speak the language of, it's your, you know, trying to maintain your calorie, trying to increase your micronutrients, or it's I want you to be able to touch your toes, I want you to be able to have less pain, or it's let's get you to squat. You know, we're just here to help people, uh, and so that has obviously changed massively. Not being able to see people in person. Uh, and right now, I'm still figuring out, you know, I'm not going to lie that everything's kind of working in place. Um, financially, it's very challenging. I'm sure it is for lots and lots of people who are freelance or in a small business. And I think that stress of the financial situation um, is making it actually even more challenging and people are making, you know, less um, thought out decisions, um, you know, trying to train people when they shouldn't be, trying to do extra things, trying to put their energy towards. I think the biggest thing that I saw actually Phil Learning put something out is it's a good time to take some stock. So if you're a person who is a freelancer who is helping people, just take stock of what you currently have because um, I think that will either help you make decisions or it will just help ground you a little bit and when I say take stock that is everything you know how many clients do you have where where are they what are their situations are they healthy are they safe how much money do you have how long will that last you know what happens if we do get some rebate from the government what happens that you know just take some stock and I think that will help just center you as a person uh, and I've definitely had to do it and had to think about what I currently have and then on an outwards perspective, just remember that as much as you're trying to help people, people also need some time. So I've allowed all my clients just to have a bit of space. You know, I had a few little emotional kind of, we knew it was kind of be our last session for a while, like in person. And it's very much like, we're going to touch base, but you've got your family to worry about, you've got your stresses, you've got lots of things. Just have that time to yourself and we'll figure it out. So that's really where I am with lots of my clients. I've touched base with lots of them. You know, there's a few that I'm going to set up some remote you know work with them where i'm actually going to talk them through a whole session um i haven't spoken about how this is going to work financially i haven't spoken but ultimately i want to help them and ultimately they need my help that's the reason why everyone got in contact with myself or anyone in that profession so just remember that's your core value right you're trying to help people and if helping them means that they just need a text every day to be like we don't know what's happening but we're going to get through this then just send that text I think that will actually help you feel like you're doing your job. It's something that has also been taken away from lots of people is that they can't do their jobs. You know, regardless of money, we actually can't do our jobs anymore. Uh, and I think that's why, you know, it's been two years since Matt and I have been on a podcast together. We both have super busy lives and I've been meaning to do it on the back of my mind. But I literally was like, I said to him a few days ago, I was like, I need to stimulate my professional brain because I'm seeing less people, I'm talking to less people. And I know this will make me a better person because this is what I chose to do. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, reducing decision fatigue, like you said, and just working out where exactly you are might then give you the headspace to make uh, more balanced decisions. And then you can really put a lot of time and energy into continuing to help people. And like you said, if that is online 
Um, if you have to transition online, if you're listening to this and you're a coach who usually used to doing face to face, then obviously that's going to take a lot of a lot of uh, you know cognitive work. So if you know where you are with your situation financially and with your family um, and all that kind of thing, then you can dedicate time of the day to start looking after other people. So again, it's a simple message, but may it make sense? And it usually comes from the more experienced. Like uh, if people haven't heard about Phil Learney before, he's I think he's been a personal trainer for you know decades, and he also has yeah. uh, he trains personal trainers, and I think um, yeah. you know he's got loads of uh, tools and tactics around recipes and all that kind of stuff, and um, yeah, he just seems to be quite a, a a balanced voice generally in the fitness industry. So um, yeah, he's someone that's quite interesting. I think you you did some work with him, didn't you? You did his course. Yeah, I, I yeah I signed up to the Advanced Coaching Academy. Um, I, I you know I am a big fan of Phil Learning. Um, but at the same time, you know, everyone has to take what they need from everything, you know, and I think people need to find things at different times. If you're someone, and this is, again, gets into like our PT discussion a bit deeper, if you're someone who's never trained people remotely, then this will be very difficult. Um, and almost think about it in terms of how you're going to position that with your clients um, in the right way. You wouldn't charge the same way, and equally, you have to be very open. So your sessions might last 90 minutes because you're still figuring out how you're going to put the camera, where you're, what equipment you need, how you're going to write the program, how you're going to get them to move their camera so you can see different angles. You know, it's a different skill, but just remember, like you said, take stock at the first instance because then you know why you're doing this, how much time you have to invest into it to get what you need, and then just speak to your clients really honestly. And I think a lot of your clients, if you build good, built good relationships with them, if you sat there and you said, hey, if this lasts X amount of time and the government does not help, this is how much work I actually need to do. So I need to figure this out with you together. You know, And if they're in a position to potentially help you and they want to invest in you as a person for the long term, they're probably going to be okay with it. And if they aren't, that's fine. But then you won't waste that time and energy into that client when you've got other clients that actually might go through this journey with you. And I think a lot of my clients, without even speaking that directly about it, kind of know that. Like you've spoken to them, they know your position, they you know they know how much they pay you. And actually, you know, this, this is why cleaners are obviously finding it really difficult too. A lot of them work, you know, cash in hand and whatever. But I think if people have good relationships, they'll say to them, hey, you know, we're happy to pay you. You might have to do more work on the back end. You know, there might be like, well, you know, we'll do those, make those sessions up once this all comes down. But if you know what their positions are, you know what your financial position is, everyone's in this together. And I think the more people we have to just be honest about what we're doing, how we're feeling, and you might say, hey, let's try this for three weeks and I'll do it for free. Just like you would do with a new client saying, hey, I'll do an assessment for free, I'll have a free session. Just start again from the start and be like, I just want to you know, help people because I need to feel like I you know, have a purpose and I do need this to work eventually. So let's try five sessions. And if you don't want to do this, cool, we'll wait till we can get back into a gym or whatever. Otherwise, you know, just put it out there, be super honest, try your best, um, and reach out. Like, if trainers want to message me now and want to say, you know, what could we get, how can we do, reach out to me, because I would happily help, um, because that's what we do, you know, you know, that's what we're in it for. Um, but like I said, at the start, that's why I kind of focused it, is that without knowing where you start from, how long this might last, blah, 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 it just makes us panic. It makes us do things that we wouldn't normally do as people who just want to help people. Mm. And mate, if we take in that kind of 30,000 foot view, helping people is the core value. Like you said there, people are trying to figure out their own situation, reduce decision fatigue, and then start to think about how to produce a product. If we narrow in now some practical um, application side of things, 
there's a lot of people that you work with you've been training for a while and and knowing that you push obviously good movement good form you build someone's capacity you think about their yep. daily score so you're not going to thrash people when they're three four five out of ten um obviously you don't want to give away all your secrets but what you know what what does some of the training side of things look like and you know have you asked your clients go out get bands get foam rollers get kettlebells get dumbbells or are you basically just getting them to video their living room let's look all right chair here bench here we already know you can do x y and z um what does the movement side look like mate yeah cool um i want to go bigger than small um so i think i saw a post um a while back that said we're in a situation now whereby people are training for even more reasons than they were before you know the mental health side of it the finding time for yourself the feeling like you're looking after yourself um, is even more true so if anything my program has now become less complex uh, and I'll go into what that looks like because no one wants to read you know oh by the way like watch out for your hyperextension when you're doing this exercise and by the way make sure you're feeling your right feet like we don't, you know, we spoke about decision fatigue. We don't have that for most people. Unless you're a pro athlete or someone who is really driven towards a certain goal, we just don't have that kind of mindset right now. And so even for me, so two days ago was the first time I jumped on a group program, right, because I just wanted that decision fatigue for myself to be taken away so that someone else could program for me that wasn't individualized. And I'm a big you know, advocate for individualized programming, but I was like, I don't need this right now. Like, are we going to get the strongest we've ever gotten at this point in time? Probably not. Are we gonna get the fittest we've ever gotten? Probably not. But are we training for those two reasons? Probably not. So let's take away some of that burden of trying to be you know, high and thinking and trying to create these bigger mindset goals because those things are lower priority. So then what that means now, I think for anyone who's helping people, what we're doing now is actually just thinking about literally, can we get as many positions in as possible that create global movement? So I said at the start, like touching your toes is your hands reaching as far down as possible. Reaching as high up as possible is your hands trying to go ahead. Putting your feet as wide as you can, going left and right, as well as forward and back. You know, for your personal trainers out there, sagittal plane, frontal plane, transverse plane, like we just want to think of the body in as much space as we have, right? And then work from muscle groups or movements, right? So if you're someone who has no idea really what you're doing, you wanna get around, some kind of squat or lunge-based movement, some kind of hinge-based, which would be, you know, glute bridge, kind of deadlifting pattern, some kind of pressing pattern, so push up, dip down, overhead, put your arms overhead, Back down beside you, and some kind of pulling pattern, pulling your arms towards you. The pulling is difficult to do without any equipment, but you can quite comfortably have something whereby you're using a water bottle or some kind of bag, like a bag filled with some books, as a great little alternative to get some kind of pulling action. But if you can't do that, you can't do that, right? And I would, for most part now, I set time because time is a good way that you can control as your position, I'm going to work for 20 minutes, I'm going to work for 10, and I'm going to pick two, three, four, whatever, different exercises, and I'm just going to move around, and we can get as tell as we can what that looks like, but ultimately, that's what people need, and before I was like, you know, I remember the, you know, two years ago, talking about rest days, and, you know, how would you split body parts right now, I would be like, I'd much rather everyone do 20 minutes every day, and yes, like every single day, when before I was like, no, three on, one off, two on, one off, weekend warrior, five on, two off, you know, we can get so deep. But right now, set aside that time, 20 minutes a day, 
do it for 14 days. And if you're able to do that, then let's up that to 25 minutes a day. If you're able to do that, let's get to 30. And if you can get to one hour, for, you know, seven days, then we can start being like, all right, maybe we need to put a rest day in the middle of the week and whatever. But I think that meditative, that like, you know, holistic approach of you give that time to yourself and your body. Ideally, you know, I'm getting a bit picky now, but I try to force myself to like listen to, <laughs> funny, I made myself listen to new music um, because I was listening to old music and I was like, oh, this is what I do if it pumps me up. Oh, this is what I do if I do cardio. And actually it was taking my mind away from just just moving. So I deliberately put on a playlist that I'd never heard before and it actually helped me. You know, I, I listened to a podcast in, in one scenario as well and it worked really well. And then another day, yesterday, the podcast did it because I started to like think too much and I didn't actually think about that exercise. So those are really small things that I think do help. If you're someone who needs to listen to pump up music, then sure, go for it. But I think eventually we need to give that time. You're not you're not trying to block away. You're not trying to, you know, mask your feelings. You're just trying to give a space for them. You don't have to unpick them. But if you put your normal music on that you're on in the gym, you're just trying to pretend like you're in the gym. And we're not. We're not in the gym. You know, we're in a different place. We're in a different world right now. And I think you don't have to realize that. You don't have to figure it out. No one really knows what we're doing. But you do have to respect your feelings to be like, okay, this is the space where it just it, it just comes out, right? And we don't have to understand it. But yeah, that's my thoughts. <laughs> no, it's good. I think even down to the music, like you said, that's very specific. But that definitely resonates with me listening to this because I think there's definitely songs and playlist that I'll put on if I'm doing certain sessions um I do quite a bit of outdoor training so I can kind of I'm luckier to be able to maybe transition into that but yeah there'll be a lot of people listening that are used to certain bits of kit certain timings going to the gym certain vibes classes some trainers are going to give them energy and they might not have that so um yeah it's interesting so starting up on that kind of as many positions as possible global movement like you said Arms up, arms down, touch the toes, left, right, back, forwards, etc. All the way down, like you said, to then, if you are finding yourself listening to this and you're doing an hour of training a day because you are one fit enough to, you might have more of the time, then it is maybe worth thinking about rest days and uh, thinking about, um, you know, programming and other things. But that's where you might then need a coach and you might have been umming and ahhing about outsourcing some of your uh, training to someone else and thinking actually remote remote might be a bit cheaper for some people at the moment because there's no face-to-face so that could be something a lot of people listening could explore so and I think I won't go into it too much but just to kind of add a little bit more if Jamie's kind of covered the movement side and I'm here for the nutrition side I think on the global side of things you know think about the three t's total type and timing and you probably step back now that we're only really going out once a week for food and if you've got a family you know, we're obviously here. There's three of us in this place. I know Jamie's got, uh, what is it, five, six, five, five yeah, people five. and a hungry dog. Um, yeah, exactly. So obviously, you know, you're, you're thinking about initially what's available. And that's obviously still a bit up in the air because I know a lot of dried goods are going and all that kind of jazz. And uh, or you're listening to this and you might actually have to be cooking from scratch three meals a day. So there's a lot going on there. But if you still want to prioritize your nutrition, you're thinking about, OK, total. So, you know, how much am I eating? So that doesn't have to be down to the calorie. But just think have I transitioned into three main meals a day? What do the portion sizes look like? Or actually I'm at home, I'm finding myself snacking a lot more, I might do five small meals. And then within that type, you know, if you're someone who 
likes to work in the morning and then you're eating a little bit less or you're wanting to fill yourself up you might think a bit more about protein rich foods on the plates um, and then there'll, there'll be other times where you've got a little bit more bandwidth you've got some time to basically be able to create you know real balanced plates of food you might have larger portions so you may all dedicate a household being like look breakfast is going to be the big one or lunch is going to be the big one or dinner is going to be the big one so that obviously uh, makes you think a bit about type and and how much is going on the plate so total and type and then down to the timing so the chronic nutrition is really interesting and i think people have the opportunity now if you are someone that used to crash in and you're eating late um, you know, when the sun's down eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, it's affecting your digestion. You're eating more than you need. You're feeling like you're not sleeping through. You know, you might bring your evening meal a little bit closer and you might shorten your eating window and just see how that makes you feel. Sleep, digestion, energy, uh, the total amount of food, too. And also from a timing point of view, you know, for your cognitive function, if you've usually been used to eating a big lunch because you take a lunch break and you bring something in or you buy a food outlet, um, base meal and you're feeling a little bit groggy then that might be something where you're changing maybe the, the timing around your your main meals to support your cognitive function too so you don't have to you don't have to be a superhero with your nutrition and I generally think most people listening to this are probably battling with cooking from scratch a bit more maybe for every single meal so if you take that three t's as a tool obviously you can dive in and we can get quite nerdy about a certain tea and um you know really dig into the weeds there but i think if you just step back and look at it from that thirty thousand foot view you know what have you got in the house who needs what and then basically just go from there and i think generally if people are going to be eating more real food you know they're going to be getting in more fiber more plants fruits veggies and things because they're generally quite cheap so you might have already seen a change in your energy levels your hunger pattern your digestion um so in my mind that's that's really positive yeah i think um you, you know, it ties in so well in terms of the things that you can control. Um, you know, we were talking about lots of people, you know, I'm going to lose this and I can't control this and whatever, but you can control your meals now. Like all of those small little excuses that were before, like, oh, but I have to work, I have to travel and I have to have food out and sometimes I'm on the go and sometimes I have work meetings and work lunches, you know, lots of office-based people, like take control of that, own that now and actually use that. But don't go crazy, you know, just start with, you know, breakfast, like you said, or lunch. Just be like, okay, we're just going to nail this one meal. You know, I'm going to really focus on that thing and actually try and create that change. And I think once people do that, um, they actually feel so much better about it because they're actually not letting, you know, what's outside, you know, affecting them in. They've actually taken that, realized, you know, realistically, but also been like, how can I create some, you know, positive change? In this, and I always say this. You know, I spoke to a friend who is a trying to actually power lift, and he's got into it recently, um, and he's so upset because he's like, "Oh, now I can't lift anymore." Blah, blah blah. And I was like, "It's a great time, to, you know, work on your mobility that you didn't do before, right?" And if you're a CrossFitter, you know, CrossFitters right now, you know, I had a big CrossFit background before, you know, um, and I'm like, um, everyone who's like, "I'm terrible at burpees," no excuse. If you don't have enough burpees in your bedroom to do them, like, it's a great time to actually focus on these things. Your double unders, your handstand, your gymnastics right use this time take some ownership of it and actually work on if you have those athletic goals and yes you are going to lose some strength and yes you are probably going to lose some kind of cardiovascular fitness um, but you can have the ability to actually improve some other things um, at the same time now that's that's a really good point and um, you know most most people are probably getting a bit more into not necessarily endurance exercise but they might be walking or cycling or running trail running a little bit more and then actually maybe feeling the effects on the mental health side of things and mate you know better than anyone that again strength 
muscle mass, uh, endurance, it, it can all be trained. I know that's pretty obvious, but who knows? We might be in this until July, August, September, whatever. But I think if you're focusing on the basics and you're addressing certain weaknesses, you could come back with an even better platform. Um, and really, look, at the end of the day, if you're just questioning some of these things, um, you know, we're doing pretty well. We're in good health. You know, yeah. we're seeing family more often. We're thinking about our food. We're not traveling as much in polluted cities. You know, we're contacting friends probably more often than ever. So, um, you know, yes, okay, if you're very athletic and you're into your fitness and it feels like it defines you, you know, just change the tune a little bit. Become a better friend or become a better spouse or, um, you know, learn something that can help you. When you travel again, you might then become decent in whatever Spanish, Italian, French. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a huge amount of adversity. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of opportunity. And... Um, no, it's uh, it's good to tease this kind of thing out, mate. For sure, and just take the wins, you know. Um, like I said yesterday, I said to Matt before, it was a really tough day for me, and we're, we don't pretend, you know, we're trying to be positive here, we're not obviously going to talk about every negative experience that we've ever had, um, but, you know, I decided to, like, change everything. I woke up at a different, you know, time, I decided to, like, do some time for myself as well as write some things down because I was like, all right, I can either let this kind of take over or I can actually do something about it. But yesterday, I was very much like, Today's, it was like 3 p.m. I could have gone to bed. I was like, today's done. It's not going to be a winner day. I'm not going to change this. You know, I'm going to just finish the day and start a new one. And I think we have that opportunity, obviously, every day. Um, but it is important. And, and also, do you have your vices? You know, if you're someone who uh, knows that you eat, you know, whatever foods on a Friday night, then cook what you want on a Friday night. Like, you know, allow yourself to have that space. But you know, have some control where you're going to have it, you know, and there is still takeout food now as an option, which I think we're pretty, you know, lucky about for the most part, in most parts of this country anyway. Um, so if you want to take out meal, then do it, but, you know, control what you can control, make sure it fits in what you've decided, you know, in your week is, um, to let yourself kind of be successful. Mm. And mate, I think before we wrap up to give people again, a few tools and tactics and things to take away, um, you, you're obviously someone that's very involved. You're face to face with most of the clients and things that you work with. You're also someone that does the research around apps, around wearables. Um, also now, obviously, you've you've built an established kind of online coaching business. What things do you use that people listening to this could grab? You know, check out. For me to give an example, I've basically upgraded a watch. I'm not saying everyone has to do this, but I've got this yeah. Sunto now that's quite handy for heart rate. It's something I've been looking into a little bit more. Um, what are your experiences with things like that, and what do you use with people that you work with? Yeah, so I, I personally have like a, I think it's called a MyBand, M-I-Band. Um, I actually got it in Hong Kong, and I had lots of friends over there suggest it, but it's very similar to lots of the kind of sleep trackers here. The biggest thing that I like about those, and I'm sure, you know, you can speak of your own experience, is that the vibration to wake you up is a little less aggressive than a sound. And then also, if you sleep in the same bed as someone else, you don't disrupt their sleep pattern whilst doing your own thing so um, I think it's something that I would really recommend for most people as long as you don't find it really uncomfortable or anxious um, wearing it it also gives you two types of alarm so for me you know I've got children I've got school runs some things I can't the clients can't be late for I set my band up and then I set my phone up and that has already like over years of doing it like allows my mind to be at rest because there has been times where the phone's 
started and click it on charge or the band start, whatever, it just lets me sleep better. Um, you know, circling back, I know you mentioned it, but I think I didn't, I didn't refer it to it again. I think everyone does need to see the sun. Um, you need to get out and set your circadian rhythm. Um, and there's no like, if there's an app on your phone that reminds you, or, or just a timer that's daily at, you know, 10, 11 in the morning and then at 1, 2 p.m. Um, I know that my old boss in Hong Kong, Ed Haynes, is a big advocate of it. Um, lots of people are, just feet on the ground and then sun in the eyes. You know, we're animals and we need to remember that we are, uh, we, as much as we want to be high and mighty, you know, we can't avoid viruses <laughs> and um, we can't um, cheat the fact that we need sunlight uh, and we need kind of natural things to set our rhythms. Um, yeah, I have an Apple Watch, um, heart rate things. I think heart rate is a good way, you know, to do. I don't, I used to do a lot of heart rate variability stuff with athletes and general pop people. Uh, long story, you know, you wear a heart rate monitor and sets roughly what your variability of your heart rate is resting. And then if that naturally, sorry, if that's higher generally than your natural, then you could be over fatigued for whatever reason. Mm. I think most people can do this for themselves. So if you wake up in the morning, if you have any kind of meditative morning process which I would recommend and that could genuinely be brushing your teeth but just like thinking about how my body feels that could be where it starts otherwise it might be sitting down listening to a headspace or doing some kind of breathing wind path um, box breathing whatever it may be I think you'll know if you wake up in the morning and you sit down and you close your eyes and you're thinking about lots of stuff and your heart feels like it's you know high you probably are a little stressed and that all that tells us is that Today might be a bit more challenging. You might be a bit more tired. You might want more coffee. You might feel hungrier. You know, all of those things. And the more, you know, a big, you're a big advocate of that self-awareness, you know, the better we can be um, and how that goes. In terms of training apps, um, uh, I use a thing called True Coach with some people. Um, it's really nice if you put videos in there, people can see things. Um, but otherwise, just having, the reason why I'm a big fan of someone having a coach actually takes away all that pressure of recording things down and knowing you know what to do and you know, sets and reps and all that stuff, someone else can look after that. And however they want to do that, it's probably kind of up to them. Um, and then, yeah, I want to bring to you actually, I have a, yeah, did we say five minute journal? Did we refer to that earlier? Yeah. I think we did, oh we did. Um, yeah, so I think the five minute journal is an app. Um, one of my friends out in San Francisco, she worked for actually um, science and sport for a long period of time. Um, she forced me to buy it over a coffee. She, I was sitting there saying, oh, I don't know if I want to buy it or not. She was like, you spend more money on coffee than this. I'm buying it for you. And after she did that, it just helped to give you a bit of a focal point to write something down about what's happened. It makes you just reflect, even for five minutes. Um, it, it's more powerful than people probably think. Mm. Um, but yeah, anything off the top of your head? No, I use. Yeah. Um, I use so with it's a terrible name but with clients I use fat secret so that's basically oh, yeah, something yeah. where if I'm working with people and it, it's on a case-by-case basis and not everyone I get to log but if I get someone to do it I'll ask them to do a week and you can just basically if you're listening to this you're a practitioner or a coach or whatever you can use the professional fat secret professional kind of side of things so you sign up yeah. for that it's free and then you can just basically organize all of your uh, clients kind of food diaries and things like that and it's uh, it's really simple and again yeah, the data on the back end a lot cooler than the front end so like lots of people use my fitness pal to log in their data but as a practitioner on the other side the stuff that you can get out is actually way more interesting so i remember using that um yeah a couple of years back um yeah 
And I still, you know, again, I, I play around with things. I use something called chronometer if I'm going to look more into maybe the micronutrient side of things. But again, that's focusing on a certain side of the lens. Um, whereas if it's just a broad brushstroke, look at it, I might get someone, I'll meet them initially. And then the week after our first consultation together, they'll then do the seven days there. And then I'll just generally, like Jamie said, the back end of it's quite good. It'll aggregate uh, total calories. Yeah. And the, the thing I also like about it is it will look at the foods you've eaten the most. It will give you a list of those, which, you know, again, you could write down and do for yourself, but you're not always going to do that. And you might not always be aware of it. And then the things I like to look at as a practitioner, grams of fiber a day, uh, protein per you know gram, uh, protein in grams, kilogram a day. Um, so that's your your amount of protein in relation to your body weight in kilos etc um, and then yeah so that's that's quite easy again yeah I use I use a kind of watch to to look at steps to look at um, heart rates um, and then from there there's not there's not really anything else I use on a daily basis I don't think but that's definitely giving people to you know go away and have a look at so I'll put the five minute journal the true coach the M, they're my band obviously everyone knows what an apple watch is anyway um, but the yeah. last one I would say actually that we don't even think about because we're so used to it is actually hydration, right? So if someone needs a separate app just to remind them to hydrate, I've, I actually can't remember the ones I've recommended in the past, but if you're someone who needs it, it you know, some of them are quite funny. You can like pour like water into a giant thing and it fills up so you feel like you're like no and tracking throughout the day. Um, but yeah, hydration is obviously a huge one. And if you need a reminder on your phone, if you need to buy a mini fridge to put next to your work from home desk, do it. Like, whatever helps you build you up to success properly. If you like, we spoke about this years ago, I think. We were like, if you need to add lemon into your water or some mint because that's what gets you through it, then do it. Like, whatever it needs to get it done, like, just try and, you know, build it, set yourself up for success. Yeah, definitely. And I think if you're working from home and you're used to going out and about, carrying a bottle, being busy, getting up for a coffee and drinking something at the, you know, that kind of cliche water cooler type vibe in the office, then you're going to have to figure that out. Because again, hydration, you know, we don't need to say it. Everyone knows it. It it sustains life. It supports cognitive function. It lubricates joints before exercise. And, you know, Jamie can obviously give his two pence on this, but I'd usually say, again, find your weight in kilos, times it by 30, use that for yeah. a daily intake. And then if you do want to become you know really zoned in on it then just weigh yourself in and out of key workouts and then you yep. can think about that too so for me for example 87 kilos times it by 30 worked out in terms of liters and then if i'm going out for i don't know half half an hour run every morning and i know that i come back in and i'm 500 grams down then i'll probably drink you know six seven hundred milliliters after that and then just drink to thirst and normally afterwards so but you know for someone like myself my weight and if I'm training an hour a day, you know, that's three and a half litres, which, um, you know, you do have to keep on top of. And if you're not quite feeling yourself and you're zoned in on your sleep, your nutrition, your mental health, and you think what else is missing, you could just be a litre short. Yeah. And that's a salty sweater as well. I know that's so salty. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it actually helped. People listening to this, if you are into your endurance exercise and you do taste salt when you're running... Yep. Uh, these these salt sticks I'll put I'll put that in the show notes as well you know they've revolutionized my ability to run long distance you know I was eating not eating because they're capsules but I was swallowing you know I don't even know if you should do this but you know at least like four five six of those an hour for eight hours in my in my in my latest ultra in January and um, yeah I, I, I urinated once in eight and a half hours no cramps and for me I didn't I didn't address the salt levels 
um, as I should in the past. Always been good with hydration, but man, you know, they yep. have been a game changer for me. But again, I'm not saying go out and take loads of, uh, you know, salt tablets because you have to think about your own current status, etc. But um, for, yeah, if you're into your endurance exercise, especially as we're coming into the summer and you're someone that sweats a lot, then um, something to look into, I think. Yeah, it's always what I think um, has resonated with us. You know, even when we were 18, 19, it'd be stuff that we'd talk about and that would be sitting on the bench press, sweating beads of sweat into my face. Uh, and, you know, at the time, it makes sense to actually think about what that means and adjust hydration. But, you know, we live and learn. And now I guess we can use those tools to help other people uh, because it is, like you say, as many rabbit holes as possible you can go into. And it's interesting for us. Um, but it is all important. But don't sweat the small stuff like what a perfect pun right 100% and thinking just before we go obviously you can let people know how they can get into contact with you but circling back to that little bit about training and about rugby and things like that too mate obviously that's another side of things that you've picked up in London and you know I get a lot of listeners from London people that are interested in team sports but then aren't quite making that um, leap you know who 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 do you play for, and um, you know what's the crack behind that? And would you know would you recommend a, a team sport? Someone picking up a sport that they did at school or university again? If you know when when we go back to normality, if if you know if and when we do, um, do you, you know you're a busy guy, but you also find time for that, and I think that's quite important to you, isn't it? Yeah, so like you know, rugby was a big part of like Matt and I's uh, university careers, and I played you know since I was a young age. I'm a huge advocate for team sport. I think it um, teaches us a lot of things. I think there's a lot to do with like referees and obeying rules, and also if you're someone who just does a lot of stuff, I think it takes um, you know you're focusing your energy towards a different goal that can be shared or not shared. Everyone has to deal with some kind of controversy, which I think everyone should do. You know, if I train you in person, the biggest thing I say is that they might not have ever had a barrier today and then accomplished it. If you give someone a weight, a movement, a plank hold, you're like, you can hit 40 seconds and they don't think they can, you do. If everyone got that once a day, everyone I think would be happier, you know, positive person. And I think that's why, you know, you and I push towards that. And like now Matt's super more fit, you know, aerobically at least <laughs> than me. Uh, he's pushed into like endurance and that, that challenge. I remember having these conversations, but once you get past a certain time, whether that be two hours, you know, four hour, five hour marathons, and you go further, you know, your concept of your body and what you can do, it just just keeps morphing. Hence why we will always, I think, you and I, once our bodies allow us to keep um, trying new things as well as involve some kind of team aspect. Uh, and even though like the ultra was, you know, a, a, you know, for you, there was so much of a team. And whether that team being you and you know your girlfriend and your family supporting you or people you're running with it is a team you know to do anything um you have to have a team environment so i play well i haven't played this year with the boys and whatever but for an inclusive team called the king's cross Steelers, who are out in west ham who play in london three um and actually there's a whole bunch of people that play that have never played rugby before that join every year and I see them change and morph and rugby is a hard sport to play as an adult and if the rules don't make any sense really <laughs> for the average person but the, what these boys get um, these guys get from it uh, is huge um, so I would really kind of advocate and you know doing anything you know start small um, and also don't use the gym as an excuse not to start something once people are like oh I've got to get fit before I do X, or I've got to do, you know, I've got to run a bit before I get a personal trainer. Like, start where you want to finish, you know, just 
put yourself in the defense really hard, bring a mate, bring two mates, right? And make it so that you have some glue there. Um, but yeah, that kind of like, oh, it's, you know, it's like if you were to fly a plane, you know, how do you do it? Are you going to try by yourself first and then ask a pilot? Like, no, you're going to go straight to the top. You know, you should start there and think about investing that time in yourself on the front end. And then actually, you'll get more on in the back end. Beautiful. A long answer, sorry. No, mate, it's good. And I think, um, you know, you we can tell, obviously, you're pretty caffeinated up. And this is a, um, you know, kind of like selfish question because obviously I'm a coffee lover and most people might tune out now. But, um, mate, what kind of coffee have you got cracking there? And are you, are you because obviously we're not going out as much and you, you, you drink, you know, you drink like a fish. So do you get uh, deliveries or have you stocked up or like for the, for the kind of caffeine heads, um, yeah, give us give us your inside Great inside shout. knowledge. So mate. actually, this this comes from a really good friend called Christy, who got it from Hong Kong. She actually was the women's rugby captain. Um, so a bit of a shout out. And then um, I get my coffee from an espresso that we have as an espresso from All Press. Um, I like the espresso roast. Um, I like my coffee a little more chocolatey and darker. Uh, and then if I'm having a filter, then I usually get uh, my coffee from Monmouth. Um, which I'm not sure if that's able to happen anymore, but we kind of got a couple of bags and I had a bag sent to me for my uh, birthday. So they're in the fridge. Um, the last time we came there, we did a little nice little red eye with a filter and a single shot, which was exceptional. Um, um, but I'd be talking even faster than I am now if I were to have done that. Um, but yeah, coffee is definitely a big vice and I'm very glad I can keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, awesome. And if, <laughs> if anyone's still listening to the coffee chat... Uh, I would say um, Bryony got sent some stuff from a company called Kiss the Hippo, and I quite like it. So I think they do deliveries and stuff. Again, you know, no one's paying me to say this, but I'll grind that up and I'll put that in a filter. And then, uh, to be fair, generally for a, for a morning like quite strong uh, French press cafetiere, whatever you call it, I've basically just been using the Waitrose like own brands. They do they do coffee from different countries. It's 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 very kind of uh, affordable, flavoursome. Um, and yeah, I've, I've been enjoying that. So I've got a load of those and then I might grind something up for a bit of a filter V60 thing if I'm feeling like I want to take some more time over it really. But that's it at the moment. And I'd say from a pod side of things, um, I've used Crew Cafe in the past. They used to help me out with the show and stuff as well. And I, and I know their CEO pretty well. So um, they're quite cool if you're into the pods and you want to kind of switch it up from the Nespresso side of things. So again, I'll put all that in the show notes. So we're going to have the section on the stuff that Jamie's uh, uses and uh, works through, like the journals, the True Coach, the MI bands. Um, we'll put your details in the show notes, mate. Is there anything people should know about, follow, etc.? Uh, no, I'm Lau, L-A-U-J-K-B on Instagram. Um, I'm trying to put a bit more content out there. I have no excuses now because I've got a bit more time. Uh, and then I am Jamie at the training lab, ttlab.co.uk, if you want to check out my website. Cool. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm around. And are you taking on clients, mate? Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely taking on clients. If anything, right now, I want it more than ever um, because you know, it will stimulate my kind of mind to do that. Um, but yeah, um, anyone can drop me a line. I'm more than happy to have a chat. Perfect. All right, lovely people. Um, if you're still with us, good effort. Hopefully you got something out of that. We covered a lot of things, but no, it's great to get Jamie back on the show. And as always, if you like it, please share it with someone and subscribe leave me a comment it basically just gets me in front of more people if someone's going to kind of look at soundcloud or itunes i might eventually sneak into that kind of new and noteworthy side of things but 
Um, yeah, thank you. Continue to listen. Everything's in the show notes. Have a healthy week. Bye from me and bye from Jamie. See ya.